Hello and welcome to A Table for One. Thanks for joining your hosts, Jeanette Aycock and Shanta Linkford, as we savor the single feast of life. And join us as we chat and share about the over 40 life experience. I like your lighting. You like my, my mood lighting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? <laughs> What mood are you in? <laughs> so, you, had a, you had a lot of meetings today? <laughs> I voted today. Oh, you did? Yes, I went to, went to uh, oh, um, wherever it was, Madison Square Garden. Was it a lot of people? Well, amazing what a cane will do. Oh, I, so you, oh you played that card? I sure did. Did I tell you what happened to my knee on Monday? I went to the my doctor, new doctor on Monday, and I was stepping off the bus coming home, and I my knee locked, and I could not walk. I oh my could God. stand there and pray for 20 minutes that it would release. And I was right at 8th Avenue and uh, 14th Street when this happened. Oh my and Lord. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't hail a cab all the cabs were on 8th avenue and um so and then walking from where i was wasn't going to work so i decided to call uber okay they long story short they canceled the ride just they decided they were going to cancel the ride so i uh i thought well what am I going to do? So I just kept praying. I kept praying, let this knee release. And um, it did enough for me to get on the subway. So you could get I, on the subway? I was able to get down the stairs and get to the subway. And I, wouldn't, I, I would have been too afraid. Well, you know, it was like, this is the thing about this knee. Sometimes it will just, it this will happen and it just comes out of nowhere and definitely wow. it released enough but by the time I got home it felt like I had a grapefruit in the back of my knee I mean I couldn't bend it at all oh so is it is it um a baker cyst no no it's uh I could feel that the tendons were not holding my my patella in place I, oh. could, I could just feel the shifting so um I mean, this hasn't happened in a long time. So anyway, I did get home, thanking Jesus. And um, and then I was originally going to vote on Tuesday. And right. uh, I thought, eh, I'm, not, I'm not risking going to Madison Square Garden with this and standing in line for four hours. So <laughs> I was talking with a patient of mine yesterday. And she right. said, you know, I have a cane, you should take the cane because they will uh, usher you in and you won't have to wait in the long line. And I debated it. I thought, oh, oh, is this, uh, um, you know, ability, uh, privilege? Yes. (laughs) I'm thinking about that. And then I thought, there's no way I'm going to be able to go to vote at all if I don't take this cane. So she brought the cane over. She happens to live close by. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was all set. I had my cane, my water, 
my umbrella. Oh, you really, you really, you really did it up, didn't you? Yes, I did. Acted like my full 68. Where was you? Did you have your church fan too and your big hat? <laughs> I had a towel because you know me, I sweat no matter where I go. So here uh, I am with all my accoutrement. Yes. Listen, yeah. it works because I uh, a couple of years ago I went to see uh uh Motown uh -huh. with Carol's grandmother and her mom. <laughs> and her grandmother had a cane and I said, Miss Sadie, come on, let's 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 work this. Let's and work she this. Because I'm, I'm right behind you. <laughs> and I went up to the ticket and I said, um, I have, you know, and they girl, the line, because we had tickets, but the line, right? Yes, yes. Lots of work that magic, honey, and we got in there without that line. Yeah, see? <laughs> I said, Miss Sadie, you need to crick over just a little bit, a little, little bit lower. Okay, <laughs> sweetie? Lower. And yeah, if you want to make a little grunt sound or whatever, you know, Every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So uh, they, very nice. I was waiting in line, I wasn't asking anybody because uh, it looked like the line was reasonable. I mean, actually, it was almost under the Madison Square Garden canopy. And oh, I thought, oh, there can't be that many people in line. And I got there, Start voting started at 10, and I mm -hmm. got there 20 minutes before 10. So I thought, well, oh, okay. I, can, I can do this, I can do this. And then this man came along and said, oh, follow me. And he took me up the ramp and then there was this little lift elevator that you get in and I just went up those steps and they ushered me right over to the front of the line as, uh, and then as I was hearing this woman behind me, I'm a senior citizen. And the man <laughs> paid no attention. He just kept going with me. And, uh, Girl, we, when we pull it out. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, uh, I am working it. I, I said, listen, this is legitimate. And then I thought, well, maybe God had my knee go out on Monday so I would have a legitimate reason Girl. to. <laughs> Girl. But I was in and out by 10.15 and I got there at a quarter of 10, so. Wow. Well, I called, I, I did the mail thing, so I'm waiting for mine, and I'm going to. Yes, you have your tracer. Pallet. You have your tracer, yeah. Yeah, because at first I was going to be all, you know, gung-ho. Oh, it's my birthday. I'll go on my birthday. And then people keep saying, Sean, are you insane? <laughs> yes. November 30th. It's going gonna... to be crazy. Yes. Yes. So I was, but I was kind of like, well, you know, if I'm there, I can go, well, can you believe today's my birthday? So then <laughs> because I am fully aware that my friends and family will probably not be thinking about me on the third. So that's fine. You know, the, the, the country's in turmoil. So, you know, well, well I'll bypass that this time, but this time, okay. Next year, next year, I ain't got no excuse. Not, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a little selfless this year and, you know, realize that I am not at the forefront of people's minds on the third. Well, that's extremely gracious of you. Yes, I believe it shows a lot of self-growth well, on my know, part. Well, you'll get no pushback on from me on that, but it's your birthday. I know, well... Yep, another year. 
And what do you think of this bang up year we've had so far? Listen, won't he do it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, given, given the circumstances, um, yeah, it's been an interesting year. And it's almost over. Can you believe that? Yes, except for it's the almost extra. over. And yes, it, it's just a strange kind of because this started in March and now we're in October, the end of October. And it's just, it's just a very bizarre kind of thing because A, you haven't really been around friends and family. Mm -hmm. B, you haven't been at work around your, you know, coworkers. Um, it's just, it's, it's a very weird kind of thing. But you know what I was thinking? I was thinking that because we're single and we don't, we, we live alone. Mm -hmm a lot of things that people are having struggles with, we kind of always deal with. Right. Like loneliness and isolation in a, in a particular way that I think we're a little bit better equipped to handle it. Some of us. Yes. Especially if you are so. an introvert, like I'm an introvert. So a some of it has been great because I don't have to yes. hang out and go meet people and see, you know, not that I don't, like my friends but you know what i'm saying it's like yes. some some of the obligation of certain things is not been taken away from you yeah and that's and, a good thing you know, that is a very good thing yeah and then a lot of the shops and stuff are not as crowded another good thing mm -hmm. you know but then there's the other part of it kind of like what i was saying to you it's like I got this great job and I work, I can work from home and, but, but then I couldn't call you and go, Hey, let's meet for coffee. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. where I had much more free freedom, right. During the day where I could go out for lunch with a friend or what, you know, were, and I were there that. a restaurant open? Yes. Yeah. yeah but know. I'm saying I didn't even have that. Like, right. Yeah. So all is. the things that I would have really enjoyed about working from home, I couldn't because because of the pandemic. Yeah, that's true. But, but then the plus side was I had a job mm. and I was actually making money. So, you know, yeah. um, and I didn't have to worry about, you know, my company closing or, you know, so that, that's been an absolute blessing because, you know, I got it a week before. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pandemic hit. And, um, you know, so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't escape me. And it's just like, I took a seminar today and it, it, those things are really good to do because number one, you get to see other people who have your, your similar title, right? Mm -hmm. But when they do polls and they ask questions like, you know, uh, he was asking certain questions about how much do you do and what do you do in your office, blah, blah, blah. And some of the stuff I was like, oh, I don't do that. Oh, oh, wow, I don't really have to do that. And I, and each time I was like, wow, I'm so thankful <laughs> that, and yeah. I have a lot of work to do, but other people, oh my God, you know, because um, yeah. I mean, you know, running an office is no joke, but you know, sometimes given whatever company it is, 
you're doing everything from accounting to HR to operations to administrative services to whatever, right? Exactly. So, um, so it just it made me kind of look at it in a, with a totally different lens now. And also, I think sometimes you feel alone in, in, in terms of of what you're doing for your company, right? Because you're mm -hmm. the, the go-to person. And so it was nice to hear other people from all over, like California, Texas, you know, um, Wisconsin, New Mexico, like all, all over with the same kind of frustration in terms of, you know, you're the unsung hero of the office. I mean, I, I lucked out in terms of the people that I work with are so uh, appreciative and encouraging and all those things, but I have been in situations where that wasn't the case. And yes. they want you to work and work and work and work and then there's no, you know, thank you at the end. Um, so I, I remember those days. So, but it definitely is and I think, the easier you make it look, the easier people think the job is, right? If everything's running smoothly, it's kind of like when you go to a wedding and everything's just fabulous and wonderful and you're like, I, I think I want to be a wedding planner. Exactly, you know, Cause, yes. Because everything just flowed and, and it's just like, right. right, because the person who did this is in the back pulling her hair out. <laughs> right, right trying to make sure that everything, and that's the whole point. If you can make it look effortless, that's the whole point. Yeah, but then exactly. the, 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 yes. the minus side is people have a tendency to think, oh, it's an easy, oh, it's easy. Yes, the better you are at your job, uh, the more people take it for granted, you know. Until uh, you leave. Until, <laughs> yes, yes. Right. Not unless you ask to leave, and then you know. I think they kind of. That's do. another. That's another <laughs> podcast. That's a, that's a whole other thing, <laughs> right? But I thought right. tonight it's interesting because I want I, I wanted to see what you thought about this. So the other day I'm watching um, one of my YouTube people, Trixie Mattel. Shout out to Trixie, um, and she uh, is uh, she won she won uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Was it last year? Two years ago? I don't know. But anyway, she. She has a show and what she does is sometimes she'll do things like she was cooking um, a cake from the Easy Bake Oven. You remember the Easy Bake Oven we used to have? Very well, and then yeah. she And then she cooked a pizza on the, the Pizza Hut maker. Remember that? And yeah. so she was watching this video of these women and it was called How to Wear Makeup in a God Honoring Way. Hmm. And it was two women, two young, very young, <laughs> very young blonde women who uh, were talking about how, how, how they wear makeup in a God honoring way. And I thought, huh, that's never occurred to me. Uh, no, no. And, like, and, and, and to which God might we be uh, honoring? Right, but, but, but because I, and I thought that'd be an interesting topic because we are Christians and we're mm -hmm. Stephen ministers. And it has never even dawned on me to think about, am I wearing, is this makeup God honoring? <laughs> like, I just, I just wanna know, does this help my T-zone? Like, I'm not- <laughs> You're not thinking you know, about, I, well, obviously no. you're too young to remember Tammy Faye Baker. I remember and her. And who's that other woman, Jan, Jan from, um, 
TBN? Remember oh, the purple hair, blue hair, whatever that. Yes. Well, Tammy it. Faye Baker had this whole thing about you know wearing makeup, and she was ashamed to wear it because, as a Christian, you know, growing up, it wasn't something that uh, she was encouraged to do. She and then suddenly, that, didn't she? So, suddenly, something clicked in her mind, and she felt like you should adorn yourself and be proud of. Uh, of yourself and adorn yourself showing mm -hmm. that you appreciate what God has given you. Yeah, but uh, less is more, sister. I well, mean, <laughs> you know, it was the 80s, I guess. So she just went wild with it. So there, there you have it. But yeah, that is an interesting concept. Um, because what does that mean if you say you're Christian and that does that has never even crossed your mind? Well, I mean, yeah. I, I realize I'm a narcissist in a certain way of, you know, makeup and hair and that whole thing, but it has never occurred to me that I should take my Christianity into account when I'm thinking about makeup and hair. Like, I. Right, right. If you're and, chronically late, for Sunday school because you had to tease one more section of your hair, then perhaps you've taken it too far. Or- right, but it's just the one, the idea and the thought process that kind of what you were saying too, in terms of, I've just always wanted to look my best and my style. Yeah, when, in my, when I was in my twenties, yeah, I wore some things, honey. Um, mm -hmm. And I still, I was, I was, I was a Christian then. I'm a Christian now, and of course, I don't wear the same thing I wore when I was 21. But also because I am not foolish. <laughs> if if I had the body that I had at 21, my sister would be tripsing. I'd be tipsy rolling down the avenue. <laughs> but it that has just never come into my thought process. And I realize that some, you know, like growing up in in the South, you know, you had your Pentecostal. And I know they were very much about wearing skirts and hair. Like there was a, mm -hmm. definitely a set thing. And, and granted, when we went to church, we had to wear a, a, a dress or a skirt. Yes. Right? As a Southern Baptist. Mm -hmm. We didn't wear pants. Yes. So that part, yes. But the makeup part, I ju that's just... Well, it, and it's interesting to see how that certainly has changed is that, you know, I've talked to some friends from other denominations who've talked about how young people will come to church in things that perhaps certainly when we were their age, we wouldn't walk out of the house in it, much less walk into the house of God in it. But, right. you know, um, I don't know, I guess getting getting people in the pews uh, has come to, to mean that a lot of things have relaxed um, or right. become secondary, you know. Right. But I think also it, uh, a big part of it is a good thing because I think sometimes people didn't come to church because of the stigma of eyes on you judging you, right? And what right. you're wearing. So yeah. say if you were you know, homeless, or if you had an alternative lifestyle in terms of like, you know, uh, selling yourself and 
and you you wanted to, to turn your life over to God. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you didn't even want to go in the church because of, that's all you had to wear, right? right? So, so I like the fact that that's been taken away, and there's there's more of a young spirit now in in churches in terms of genes and you know I don't know yes. I just feel like sometimes we 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 focus on the wrong things mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then you want to have young people come to church, but why should they? If all they're going to get is judgment and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And, you know, and and the obvious, more, yeah, material, more to it than, yeah. than that. And the obvious materialism of that, <laughs> literally, right. literally, you, you know, you've got to wear something in particular uh-huh. to fit in or well, not. Especially in the Southern Black church, honey, they just be, Shaw, growing up, honey, you had the two who always dressed to the nines and they'd always come in late so everybody could see them walking down the aisle. Sunday runway. What? (laughs) Absolutely. And every Sunday they had a brand new outfit on and a brand new hat and a brand new pair of shoes. Uh, They lived for Sunday. Yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah, that was like the stepping out to the club. If you could yes. do it Saturday, then you could do the runway. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> you know, it's a little funny to me, but I find, but some of it I cringe at because it's so judgmental and so like, ugh, like, it's like you're, you're missing the point of coming to church, really. It's, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, so I, mean, I loved coming back to. I love going to Marvel because I wore pants and I just sat in the back pew and I just listened to the word and I built my relationship with God and that's all that I, you know, I don't. Yeah, it's interesting you said that because that was one of the things that that drew me to Marvel. I felt very comfortable and from the background that 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 I had in the Midwest with going to. Um, uh, Black Baptist Church that, you know, you did have to, you certainly were not going to wear pants to church. Um, and that was, you know, a major thing. Um, makeup, uh, my church, it wasn't one way or another. People really didn't wear a lot of makeup. But the big thing was that dress code of having a long enough dress Mm-hmm. and wearing hose of some sort oh yes uh things things you ripped off the minute you got out oh, of- i was allergic oh so i would be itching like crazy mm. you know because you had to wear pantyhose yeah yeah I, that was the one thing i was ex- i was so ecstatic that i didn't have to do that anymore yes but getting to the basics of life, and I think that's the good thing about younger people is being able to be flexible and to kind of call out the hypocrisy of worrying about what people are wearing. Like, what are we here for? We're not here as a fashion show. Uh, so I think that's good. Um, most of them are. And the funny thing is with Marvel, I find it hilarious. My church growing up, some of those people, if you knew what they did for a living, but you'd never think that based on how they dressed. Mm. Meaning it was all, you know, 
a show, right? Well, yes. And yeah. now I'm at a church where these people really do have buckets and buckets, <laughs> buckets, buckets mm -hmm. of cashiola, and you would never know. Yes. Yes. You know. Yeah. That. that... Whereas, you know, and I kind of got into that whole thing too about that. It's like. I've learned as I've gotten older, the ones who keep talking about how much money they have. Because mm. people who really Maybe have money, not. they don't talk about it. Right. Maybe not that much. Maybe they don't have that much, you know. Well, or if they have that much, it's new. It's new varish. Because old money really don't talk about it. Well, and again, people that are still not convinced that they're good enough. You know, if you have mm -hmm. to keep telling people who you are or what you mm -hmm. have, there's something about your self-confidence that's lacking that you need to work on, let's say. Right. So, I mean, I've always thought if I ever had money, I'd just be, I'd just be tickle pink. <laughs> Nick, to myself, you know, like. <laughs> right. You know. Hi, I'm Shanta and I'm smiling all the time. Yes, but you'll never know why. Yes. Because I'm not tacky like that. <laughs> ah. Well, I mean, it's interesting because some of the people that I met, like, you would really think that they were homeless. <laughs> no, but I'm saying given the way they yeah. dress, yes. they dress so down because mm -hmm. they don't want you to know at all. Or they're just not conscious that, you know, they- No, no, this one particular person I did meet because I was doing staging for their apartment and they really didn't want you to know. <laughs> oh, and okay. So I, you know, so when you tell me, you know, that you live at the MoMA, right? Mm -hmm. And I go, okay. And very, very, um, low-key didn't you know mm -hmm. nondescript right and then you go to their place and it is this palatial like amazing place where each elevator bank has a white gloved you know steward and you're like <laughs> see this is the one percent right here mm. and you would never know this person is worth this much money. And I thought to myself, that is how I would want to be because it's not all about telling people. Because a lot of times you might get in trouble telling people. Because that's what you, that's what you, you know. Right. Not everybody needs to know. This is true. But it brings up an, an even deeper issue is what makes self-confidence? What makes a sense of self-worth? Uh, you know, and, and obviously for you, it's not something that has a dollar sign attached to it. You know, we're coming from the standpoint of, yeah, what makes you happy? What makes you get up in the morning? And um, maybe that's something you can, you can talk some more about is, you know, for, for you, what makes up your self-worth? Well, I think as you get older and if you've gone through financial struggles, um, I think there's certain, well, there's been certain times in my life where I did feel like I was less than because I didn't, you know, make a certain amount of money. I didn't, you know, wear designer clothes. I didn't, 
all, do all those things that I'm supposed to do at a certain age, right? Mm -hmm. And I think as you get older and just things in your life happen where you, you kind of shine a light on certain things that you're like, you know, I guess it's nice to get designer clothes. I guess, I don't know. <laughs> mm. But I would be just as happy if I could just go to Target, you know, and spend, you know, a, quite a bit of money at Target. And, and most people would be like cringing, like, oh my God. Oh. You know, like, but that, that is the truth. Yeah. As long as I feel good and I look good and I know that I can go home and I can pay rent and I can do all these things and I don't have to worry about, you know, robbing from Peter to pay Paul. Yes. And I'm totally content and I can still go out and have, have a nice dinner with my friends and go to the movies and do all those things. Having a, a Burberry bag and, you know, that doesn't, no. Doesn't cut it. I'd much rather have savings and I'd much rather have a, uh, a 401k. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and still look nice in, you know, Walmart shirt. I don't, yeah, I don't sure. know. I, I've just, that's kind of how I've always been, you know, in terms of clothing and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I like to look nice, but I don't necessarily have to be in designer stuff. Although I will say that people do say, and it is true, designer stuff does fit better. Well, you know, one or two designer things that are staples, you know, you, mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. It'll last forever. You'll have right. to throw it out rather than it wear out. But right. um, yeah, but but looking at what's the basis of me, what is my identity? Right. And I think, as you said, as you go along through the decades, it's different at 20 or 30 or 40 or 70 or 80. Um, well, especially here in New York, right? Yes. Because we, we are inundated with fashion and, and, and looking a certain way. And especially, you know, just going out to dinner or, you know, it, it's mm -hmm. just a very different existence here in New York, I think, than New York and L.A., you know, are, are a little bit different in that way because it's always in your face. Yes. What you don't have. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Yes. it's like we our church is on 29th and Fifth Avenue. Okay, yes. so you walk right. down Fifth, honey. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, I, I usually start feeling good about myself, and then I keep walking, and then it's like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, yes. Um, but it is about, yeah, what is my self worth tied to? And not so much me, but what other people think about me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because I think that's a lot of what the fat, you know, uh, Facebook and Instagram and that whole thing is you want to put your best self forward, right? Which is why I've never gotten tied into all that. Well, but, you know, let's look at this pragmatically. Anybody who's posting something on Facebook or Instagram is not going to talk about bad things. The whole goal of it is to brag. And right, so, a lot of people don't, they, yeah, so many they, people don't realize that. Right. They still feel bad about what they don't have based on what you're showing them that you do have. Right. So they've just bought this brand new, beautiful home. But meanwhile, you don't know the only thing in the cupboard is tuna, tuna cans. Yes. If that. <laughs> because they right. have to get that mortgage paid. 
or or the other thing about it is uh, people who feel that every moment of their lives is an Instagram moment or a Facebook moment. Yes, and it's, I, have, I have I have several friends who are like that. You know. Oh, I just had a wonderful evening in. Look at what I had for dinner. Look I'm, go I'm going to IKEA. <laughs> yes. Who cares? Like I told in my friend who did that. I I I say who cares. I don't care that you bought a lamp. Really? <laughs> Why are you telling me that? Yes. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I'll see it if I come to your place, but I don't, is that newsworthy? Well, and but maybe, I think that that's just the whole thing about people right. wanting to feel, Some, see, I have a life. I have a life. I, I don't. Do if think. you're telling me you're going to Ikea to get a lamp, you don't have a life, sweetie. That's not a life. Sorry. <laughs> right. I, but that I mean, would be nice, but the ultimate terror, though, is that what if I don't have a life? What if my life really is going to the food emporium and the post office, and yeah. that is the highlight of my life? You know, that existential scream. But, but getting back to your question, I think because we see the simplicity of life is so beautiful, because little did we know that doing things like that, we've missed just simple things. Mm -hmm. Like going to the beauty supply and spending two hours just roaming around the store. Yeah. Didn't have, we couldn't do that for six, seven months. True. And, you know, I think, especially given what we've gone through in this country, 9-11 and all these things that have happened, I think you start to see little simple things really do matter. And it's not cliche, it's true. It's yeah. like, I find more joy in sitting at home and you know how you turn on the TV and your favorite movie just started and you didn't know it was on? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like that yes. is so, that gives me such joy. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just simple things. I. I and I think that comes from a place, again, of getting back to what self-worth and self-confidence, self-esteem, all of the self-words uh, start from that, that I don't have to do some Herculean thing. It doesn't have to be some big deal, but does it give pleasure to me? Uh, right. And it, might, and it might seem so like, really? <laughs> but it gives me joy mm -hmm. and I don't feel like I'm missing out on something. And I think that a lot of times that's kind of what a lot of people, especially single people feel like my life will begin when, you know, and there was a period in my life where, yeah, I thought that, um, but then you start to realize and see, you know, a lot of people who are in relationships it, they, they, they shouldn't be in them. They should, you know, and the you clock know. is ticking now, you know, mm -hmm. while you're waiting for your big moment, time is slipping through the hourglass, be mm -hmm. busy and be about living in the now. Because there will come a time where you will look back and say you got, you know, you get married or whatever, and there will be a time you look back and go, wow, I missed that. Yes. Because you really didn't enjoy it, right? Um, yeah rushing on to the next thing. Right, and it's just like, enjoy the moment at the moment, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I, it, that occurred to me years ago at my job. One day I was sitting in my desk and I said, depending upon what happens with this job, one day I'm gonna miss whatever this is at this moment. So I really need to soak in and, and, and enjoy mm -hmm. whatever this is, Yes, you know? Be and so I can honestly say when I was laid off, I mean, it's not a good feeling, to, but I wasn't sad in a way that I look back and go, oh, I should have, because I appreciated every moment of that job mm -hmm. for 15 years. Yes. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? So when I really look back on it, I really look back on it like, yeah, I really immersed myself in that, in those moments of being there and understanding the blessing of what I had and coworkers and, you know, all the things that allowed me to do certain things, you know what I'm saying? So, so I kind of learned that I need to just embrace whatever moment that there is, you know, that moment's that moment, kind of like when we went through training. You know, it's like those Tuesdays were fun. Yes. And now looking back on it, it's just like, you know, the 10 of us. And it, yeah, it was a moment in time, but it was also, it's like you could immerse yourself in those moments. Yes. Especially when you learn more about yourself spiritually is what we all did. And also, you know, I got a new friend, you and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Louise and like. Yes. So. If I was just thinking about, oh, I can't wait till this is over, which part of it was that, but. Um, um, <laughs> right. Some nights, some nights, depending on yeah. how hard it was to get there. Yes. Yeah, that was just me. But um, uh, no, you were not alone. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So, but I, it, it still did not escape me. Mm -hmm. The enjoyment of getting to know people in the church in a totally different way. And that you know, we could absorb all of that and really appreciate it at the time, you know? Yeah. You know, and you're mentioning that. I, I think about the Zoom meetings and um, that I've been having now with the church and, and the activities. And I can honestly say I am more plugged into Marble now than I ever was. You know, theor theoretically, there is something going on every single day at Marble uh, that I can plug into. And sometimes there's two things. Um, if you're in small groups, there are at least two things a day that you can be in at Marble. And, I, and as I'm looking at people around the room, I think one of the good things from this pandemic is I can put names with the faces, right? People mm -hmm. I always saw and didn't quite know. Oh, I don't right. know what that person's name is, right? Um, and I find myself saying, you know, live in this moment. Thank goodness we do have this technology mm -hmm. that does keep us together. Mm -hmm. um, and just very like um, connected. And if you think about it, the church, would have to. You couldn't go dark. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Because there are a lot of people out there who need that connection every day. Um, yeah. I, I'm thankful that it's nice to have the connection, but I don't need it in a, in a, in a way that a lot of people do. Um, yes. You know, and sometimes we forget about that. Like my, where I work, there, there are people who need connection mm -hmm. every day because they're dealing with and struggling with real serious addictions you know so 
And that never occurred to me. That would have mm -hmm. never occurred to me mm -hmm. about what it means to be isolated in that way when you're when you're when you're fighting and in recovery. What that means, you know, like. Yeah. Do you find so yeah. it's made me think about that a lot more about, you know, what other people are struggling with that I'm not necessarily struggling, but I mean, I have my own struggles, obviously, but mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It, it's. Yeah. You feel like your, your compassion meter has changed again, as you've gotten older, is it different than it was at 20 or 30? Yeah. Well, in the sense that I think when I was in my early twenties and thirties, I would, I would, I would feel so bad that I couldn't, I couldn't enjoy my life because I would really think and like that being an empath, you kind of like, mm -hmm. I have it so good in this area and why doesn't that person, have? so I would just get immersed in that thought, right? And now I'm, I, I still empathize and I still feel, I feel more thankful in a lot of ways. I'm much more in tune with that. And, and when I want to complain about certain things, which is all relative, right? It's all relative. Mm -hmm. um, I still have more of awareness about, you know, other struggles. But you feel like you've, you've been able to put a, a limit or some boundaries around mm -hmm. how far you go in as mm -hmm. an empath and, and get immersed in somebody else's stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because you can be empathetic, but I think sometimes when you're really immersed in it, you can kind of not see the blessings that you have. Mm -hmm. and and enjoy you know the blessings that you have i think if 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 this would have happened like i said you know getting the job the way i did if that would have happened 15 years ago i would have been a, an absolute mess because it would have been like well why did i get it and you know this person probably doesn't you know like it's just this kind of record that plays right i'm not worthy i'm not worthy right and it's like everybody's worthy mm -hmm. right it's just just what happens right um like as you know i mean uh the whole virus and that i had it didn't know <laughs> yes <laughs> and <laughs> antibodies yeah there you go but don't think it hasn't escaped me because so many people have lost their life mm -hmm. younger than me yeah more athletic more whatever than me right so so that doesn't escape me but that's why i say little simple things that's when really little simple things really matter yes it's like here i am walking around not knowing and you know, I'm professing that God will, you know, I believe in in, in God taking care of me and and you know, I'm not gonna do stupid things, but mm -hmm. and really he was. But mm -hmm. so then I can't, that would be a disservice, I think, to my 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 uh spiritual life and my belief in God if I walk around complaining about certain things that are just not worth, you know. Yes. Why would I complain when I have another day and like I was sick one day. Yeah. 
you know, like, I, I just, I, to me, that would just be absolutely ludicrous. And then that would be a slap in the face to, you know, to other people who have, who are walking around, who still, you know, you know, fever and, and all the things that have happened. And I have a li few little residuals, but I'm just saying for what other people have gone through, it would be a, it would be such a disservice for me to even complain about one little teeny weeny, <laughs> like it, you know, because there's just a, a, a gratitude. My gratitude meter is so high that I, I can't even, you know. You know, and, and to just be grateful without denigrating, well, why me? And, and it is, because no, no, I'm, 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 why not me, honey? That's, right. that's, you know, All right. <laughs> I mean, you know, won't he do it? I mean, you know, I'm not, yes, yes. look at God. Um, I, you <laughs> yes. know, I, yes, but with that though, I, I have to say that I this made me start to realize that I need to take better care of myself because, you know. And it, well, it is amazing. And, and as you said, uh, dealing with this virus, and when I think of the people who have gotten it and the people who have survived it, uh, you know, an 85-year-old friend of mine with multiple cancers got it in March. He's in the hospital for three days. He's home and, you know, relatively running around now. Uh, and yet uh, another dear friend your, your of mine, friend your friend who died who was athletic yeah, athletic that's what i'm saying yeah who, who succumbed to it and uh you know it's certainly again this is the thing about grace you know it has nothing to do with what we work for or what we earn mm -hmm. it is a matter of grace that well, say he's no respecter of persons right that's right that's right. Oh, so when you can see our president yeah. get better. That's right. That's and right. other people don't. Don't. Yeah. You know, the rain falls on everybody. It doesn't so, say I'm gonna no respect, rain on Yeah, no respective persons. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, very but much. With, so. But with that, we have to recognize when we do are given grace, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes yeah. it it, it it's apparent that you're given grace. Yes. So what are you going to do moving forward when God gives you that grace? You know, what yeah. then will you do? And and part of my thing was if I'm if my body's in good shape enough to fight off that disease <laughs> the way it did and given how I eat and lack of exercise just think about what if I just put a little effort into you'd be dangerous. My you'd diet and you'd be dangerous. Johns Hopkins would just give you a sweet because they would be drawing <laughs> blood samples and every other kind of sample to say, Oh, I mean, what was that woman's name? Henrietta. What was that woman's name that they Lacks. Henrietta Lacks. Yeah, just call me Henrietta. Yeah, Henrietta. But this time, make sure you get a written document. Oh. You want residuals. That's it. Yeah. Don't think for one minute, Sharonda, my sister wouldn't get it. There you there you go. Oh, yeah. it was funny because you'll appreciate it. So uh when we were when we were growing up, my sister was like she would say, like whatever money she got, she would keep it and hide it. 
And one time in particular, you know, growing up with a single mom, our lights were out and my sister had a wad of cash. She did not give up that money. My mother did not know. And I mean, I think the lights were out, wait, one night and then the next, but one or two nights, maybe, I don't know. So one day, speaking of church, my sister and I go to church, right? And we come home and my mother has torn the house to shreds trying to find my sister's cash. Torn it to shreds. Uh. We, get, we get home and my mother goes to my sister, um, where's your money? <laughs> <laughs> My sister goes, and I think my sister was like 11. Yeah. My uh -oh. sister goes, in my secret hiding place. Oh, no. And she didn't tell my mother where it was. Mm. And we found out years later where it was. It was in my old typewriter. Uh, obviously, you were not writing novels and no. carrying on with this. Like a wad, a wad of cash, and your family is sitting in the dark. <laughs> Priorities, priorities. <laughs> so, of course, now my brother-in-law and my nieces will tease her all the time. Like, we could be sitting here dying of starvation and my sister will be sitting on a pile of money. A pile of Not money. even flinch. Uh. So, trust and believe, honey. My sister will make sure <laughs> that, <laughs> that residuals will be coming. Okay? I see. I see. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode and be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and also check out our website, a table four spelled F O U R and the number one.com. There you'll find interesting articles, our episode calendar, product recommendations, and information on becoming a patron. Thanks for listening.